0: My God! It was just snowmass, not Aspen. <laughs> Jeez, were you
1: having a bad year? Couldn't quite make it downtown to see the beautiful trees.
2: Hey, folks! Welcome back. It's the unrestricted. I'm Vex. That's the bulldog. Bob on the ones and twos.
1: Welcome back, everybody.
2: Man, I had a chance yesterday to go back and listen to last episode, and if you haven't already, go back and check it out, because it was
0: really quite an epic episode. Like, subscribe, leave us a review.
2: And I think there's going to be more on that Live Golf Tour stuff that we're going to need like a second round table coming up, because things are blowing up. Yeah. And I look forward to that, because there's, there was not much in this sports week, I mean, except for the dead, Right. Yeah.
1: A lot of heroes passed.
2: I mean, I feel like we're gonna need to play a show on this or uh, uh play a game on this show called Dead or Alive. Because I mean you had two big ones just in the last couple days. Right. Bill Russell
0: and Vin Scully.
1: Yeah, and it usually comes in threes, so now we're just kind of waiting
0: with bated breath what's the next shoe to drop? No, the next shoe has dropped. Oh. Nichelle Nichols. Who's she? She played Lieutenant O'Hora on Star Trek.
2: I know who she is. She was the pretty black girl on Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay. So what were you? What were you going to say about her?
0: She broke down color barriers in science fiction, mm. especially on television. She was she was brought in by Gene Roddenberry to kind of you know be G- that Gene Roddenberry. You used to go to, to synagogue with him. I did.
2: <laughs> Good old Gino. Yeah,
1: yeah. He he was at your bat mitzvah. <laughs> Bar Mitzvah. Oh, my bad. Close, close.
0: Well, he identified differently when he was younger.
1: <laughs> yeah, his pronouns were different, I
2: guess. Okay, so Gene Rottenbush, <laughs> well, or whatever. It's Rosemary, what
1: Rosemary Rottencrunch. Yes. What Gene
0: Rottenberry, when he, when he did Star Trek, the original series, it was all about inclusion, diversity, and he wanted to show where we were going to go as humanity. I think he just thought that he it would be He was a little
1: early and he's still <laughs> a little <laughs> early. God bless him.
2: I think he just thought it would be nice for little boys little boys to masturbate to somebody of color. Because my understanding of of her of her life is that she was like a a sex queen like just everybody thought that she was the hottest. Is that right? She was hot.
1: Yeah. So she's the the Pam Greer of uh mm. The uh, sci fi sci-fi world? world. Is yeah, that and, right?
0: Yeah. Would well, you say that? Absolutely. Yeah. And to wrap this back around, original series three years after Bill Russell got death threats for holding an integrated basketball camp in Mississippi. Wow. Wow. Way to wrap that up. That and put a bow on it. That was it. a segue.
1: That was really good. <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait. Time out, though. I'm not the smartest man. No. But if I'm Bill Don't
2: say that about yourself, Judge. Nobody says that about you, Judge. <laughs> and I never slice.
1: <laughs> but not to it, your
2: face, anyway.
1: If I'm Bill Russell, I don't think I would throw a basketball camp in Mississippi. It's
0: a very good question. You familiar with the story? No, I'm not. Tell me. So this was following the Medgar Evers assassination. Oh, okay. And Bill Russell reached out to him and said, What can I do to help? Okay. What can I do for you and yours? What can I do to help? They said, we want you to hold a basketball camp in Mississippi. I mean, we want it to be integrated. And this is what year,
2: like 67?
0: 63. Oh, wow. Even before that. In 63, do you know it was illegal for a basketball team of blacks to play a basketball team of whites in the Carolinas? Oh, my God. Against gosh. the
2: law. Oh, my God. That's insane. I don't know so, why I'm so surprised as Kansas just <laughs> had an archaic addition to their constitution finally put down yesterday so it's not like progress is all but done goodness gracious you saw that right uh-uh, okay so kansas politicians were trying to amend the kansas uh state constitution to make abortion
0: illegal Jeez, and luckily it was voted down by Kansans. Kansans with with a huge turnout yeah that's the other big news from that one huge yeah. turnout i
2: i sorry i didn't mean to get you off.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the story. He received death threats for holding it, and it was unheard of. I mean, Mississippi, not exactly more progressive than the Carolinas. No. Which which led me, you know, on the news of his passing, I had the question in my head. Was he more, more of a figure, a legendary figure on the court or off the
2: court? I think I'm the wrong guy to ask because I'm an NBA guy. Um, I'm a basketball guy. So for me, it's basketball. But I imagine if I were black, I might see that very differently.
1: Well, I think it's a classic chicken or the egg. He wouldn't have his platform. He wouldn't be uh, able to deliver his message. And geez, how early was it? Way, way, way before this country was ready for it. If he hadn't, guess what, dominated basketball.
2: Yeah. 11 NBA championships. His championship resume is bananas. Okay, Olympic gold medalist, collegiate uh, national champion, high school national champion. I think there's only four guys in the history of basketball to have won all four of those things. High school basketball national championship, college national championship, gold medal, um, and uh, NBA champion. It's like Quinn Buckner, Jordan, and I forget who the other one is. He was 11 and 0 in game 7s. That's insane. Beat that. He went he had an 85% lifetime win percentage. <laughs> I mean, that will never be approached. Nah. No way. It's impossible. He was 21 and 0 throughout his life including high school in winner go home games. Right? So elimination games, essentially. 21 and 0. That's, that's just freaking bananas.
1: Back to, I'm not the smartest guy, but you can't do much better than that. <laughs> so, where I, was,
2: where I was starting to think about this, um, about our show the other day, mm-hmm. when I was driving around, is that um, they were talking about Russell as a civil rights activist and leader meeting with Jabbar, Jim Brown, and Ali. What I couldn't figure out was Jim Brown. Okay, Jim Brown, dead or alive? Alive. I think so too, right? I, I he's know, definitely alive, right? I, I know he's alive. But should we be doing a segment on this show called Dead or Alive? I think so. Is this week the wrong week to be doing it as Vin Scully died yesterday, etc.? I don't know. I feel like we ought to just crank it up.
1: I think we do. There's two responses, laugh or cry. And we choose... Left. That's right. That's right. And and it's not that we're being morbid. It's just that when you get to a certain age, well, Father Time, he's undefeated. Much like Russell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's undefeated. It it it, it maybe not in Walt Disney's case because he's in a cryovac
0: seal. I'm talking about a little place called Aspen. Where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano.
1: All right, Pally, you were on a a bit of a break. You headed up to to Colorado. Beautiful place called
2: Aspen. I didn't go to Aspen. I went to Snowmass.
1: Oh, Oh my God. It
0: was just Snowmass, not Aspen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, were you having a bad year? Couldn't quite make it downtown to see the beautiful trees. Did you you, you rent a car? Did you take an eubes into the city square? We took the city bus, I'll have you know. Oh, that city bus is money. It really is. The raptor. The raptor will run you over. I mean, those guys, they don't mess around. So
2: raptor stands for, it's a dinosaur. No, 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 no. no. uh, (laughs) Don't spit on me, Bob. What the
1: F? We haven't been
2: tested yet.
1: I just got the vid. Thanks a lot. <sighs> it's
2: like the River Valley um, Public Transit. There's Raptor. no. There's
1: no V. Raptor.
2: <laughs> R- okay. okay, River. Unless you
1: go Velasta. What is it? Rocky. Rocky Mountain. Plains. Oh my! R- God. I don't know
2: what it is. So we took the <laughs> damn city bus. <laughs> right. Basically everywhere we go, we've killed <laughs> Bob.
1: He can't even catch a breath. Oh jeez. We should have put him on the <laughs> pool. <laughs> Now we're in trouble. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have to go to geekdom and take some IT, IT classes. New producer, please.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah, we took the city bus a whole bunch, which you're right, is a great system. But getting from Aspen to Snowmass or vice versa is not very easy, even though they're only like 15, 20 minutes away from each other. Right. So one night, Catherine and I, we had a date, okay? We had a sitter lined up and the whole deal. And we were looking for an Uber. Out of snowmass, couldn't get one. Looking for a cab, out of snowmass, couldn't get one. So, all of a sudden, it's, we're out by the valet, and this gentleman comes out in a in a wheelchair, and he's getting loaded into a, a van. And Catherine's like, should I ask him if he's going to Aspen? Hey, bud. And I was like, go for it, honey. You want company? So, so she goes, hey, um, you're not by chance going to Aspen, are you? And he goes, hop in. Yes. We're like, awesome. Anyway, so we get in and it's like, you know, kind of a standard wheelchair van where, you know, he's sitting way up front next to the driver and then there's like 10 feet of space and we're in the way back. But he's turned around and he's talking to us and really holding court. His name is Adam. Mm -hmm. Nicest guy in the world. Probably pretty similar in age to us. Maybe a little bit older. Nicest guy in the world. He's a huge golf fan. He's a huge basketball fan. So I'm like, oh, well, wow. I'm like, you got to check out the unrestricted. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he's like, well, you got to check out. And he reaches into his uh, backpack <laughs> and he pulls out all these keto bars and he says, this is my keto bar company. We're the number one seller at Whole Foods. You guys take these. Let me know what you think. Adam's gonna be our first sponsor. I I love that he's really truly like the nicest guy I've ever met. Cool. So we're bullshitting for like the full 20 or 30 minutes that it takes to get there. He starts talking about his family and and he loves visiting them. He's like the most wholesome gentleman I think I've ever met in my life. And he says, um, and you know, my dad was kind of famous. And I was like, Oh, uh, who who was your dad? And he was like, Well, not everybody's heard of him, but since you're a basketball guy. You may have Barry Bremen. Now, does that name ring a bell to you? Don't Google. Don't Google. The name rings a bell. That's what I said. I said the name rings a strong bell for me, but I can't think of where it's from. He goes, well, ESPN did a documentary about him on 30 for 30.
0: And I'm like, no, is this the great imposter guy? It is. It he's is. he's one of the kids of Barry Bremen? He is one of the kids of Barry Bremen who is
2: The great imposter, in quotation marks, because they did a 30 for 30 called that name, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago, that is wonderful to watch if you haven't seen it already. And if you didn't know who Barry Bremen was, well, you're probably a lot younger than us or you just never happened to read about who the guy was, but you probably have heard the stories. He once snuck into the Super Bowl and posed as a referee.
0: Yes! He snuck onto the court at an All-Star game for the NBA and started doing shoot-around.
2: Layup line. Yes, (laughs) he did. He's the great imposter. He snuck his way into every single major sporting event in the United States. I don't think he could do that anymore. No way. But the fact that he did is the shit of legend. Yeah, it is. And I'm sitting here writing with his son, and...
0: uh, I just could not believe it. My head was going to explode. After Barry passed away, it came out that he was a sperm donor. No. Yes, and has fathered five or six dozen children outside of the two or... Th- I think he's got two or three kids no. with his wife.
2: Well, wait. Now I have to know, because my friend who I met on the van, his, his surname is Bremen. Okay? But... That is a hell of a monkey wrench you just put into my friendship with Adam Bremen, but Why? <laughs> well, because I don't know. Is he one of the? Uh, oh, you're wondering if he's a uh, a doned, not donerd kid? Or <laughs> oh, this could get interesting. I have a side. Like I really can't wait to call him.
1: He's oh, one of the cool his, guys. Did you get his number? Absolutely. So how's that going to go? Hey, man, how you been? Thanks for the ride. So are you like legit Brennan or yeah yeah <laughs> are you no, a, no no a no he's,
0: baby no he's legit three kids with his wife Noah Adam there you and go. Aaron okay okay All right. okay but he
2: has Whoa. thank God I was starting to sweat Adam if you're listening to this show right now miss you buddy hope you're having a great time in Colorado
0: over three dozen
1: wow I had
0: documented. no
2: the
1: idea but uh, isn't that against uh. The the code of sperm donor. It is
2: not. There is a documentary out there, or was it the New York Times that I read about the guy who's fathered over a thousand. Wow! And he does it for a profession, and like, um, he has a great reputation among women as being an excellent sperm donor because he like kind of maintains touch with these kids, and he has over a thousand. What's the barrier of entry into this line of work? <laughs> I think you can't be um, not the sharpest tool in the shed. I think they go after intellectuals. Um, you're probably a little short.
1: I think there's a- You're bald. Oh, so what you're saying is- I think you're going to get DQ'd. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying I was just, I was the guy. <laughs> no, I think- <laughs> You're not.
2: I think if they were looking at you on a piece of paper, I think- Hang on,
1: I'm just saying. That's so one-dimensional, though. I mean, <laughs> I think you should be able to try out. Oh, okay. they should have tryouts.
0: You tried out a lot when you were a teenager. Like let's the, let's be honest, you did.
1: Like the montage from a Rocky movie when he's in the mountains <laughs> in in <laughs> in Russia. Okay, and he's working out. Just, I think I think that that there's 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 workouts. Lift
0: there's, lifts of horse trailers, etc.
1: Horse trailers, and then they give you like a puzzle, and they see how long it takes you to. Oh go no! Put the puzzle together. I see
0: a Ryan Reynolds montage.
1: Yeah, he'd be pretty good, and and honestly, if you're like, hey, we can't have children, I got an idea.
0: What if Ryan Reynolds was our donor?
1: <laughs> I think he'd say yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, he'd have over a thousand very quickly. Yeah. Come back to wholesomeness on this. Barry Bremen one one of his things in life was to be a father. That was one of his dreams. It, it, his goals in life was to be a father. He he got into this allegedly according to the documentary. Because he wanted this to be there for other people, he wanted to bring life to this world. That's really cool. That is cool. Talk about a small world. It's a small world after all.
1: No kidding. I hope his uh, power bars
2: are delicious. They are awesome. <laughs> they are awesome. And uh, forgive me for not knowing the name of it offhand. I'll
0: uh, Just I'll follow up our
2: first sponsor. I'll follow up next pod with the. Uh, I think it's called Keto Bar, actually.
0: Keto Crisp. Keto
1: Crisp. There Keto you go. Keto Crisp. Ladies and gentlemen, this segment is brought to you by Keto Crisp. Holler at us, Adam. We need a sponsor. No calories.
2: Repeat, zero. You know what I thought was weird, though? Weed is legal in Colorado. That's correct. Um, I saw nobody smoking pot. I see more people smoking pot on the reg in San Antonio than I did in Aspen
1: Snowmass. Well, I think it's if it's available, you don't want it. I guess that's the deal. You want what you can't have. I Isn't that odd?
2: I mean, I did see a couple of dispensaries, Are like you, two. Oh, we should get sponsored by
1: the Green Dragon.
2: Is that one of them? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I saw that.
1: that yeah, it's right there in, in the middle of the square by the pizza place. How come you know Aspen so well? Well, we've got some friends that have a spot there, and they're very great people, and they let us go and hang out. That's awesome. So... It's, it's a good time.
2: Aspen is really, the it's, pe- it's the, quite cool. The, pe- the people watching is unbelievable.
1: So we went one time when they were doing, I, I guess it's the equivalent of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And people from all over. World Cup, world Cup for what? For skiing. Oh, okay. So it's called something. Yeah, sure. Called Big Ski Event. <laughs> okay. The Hot Dog World Big Ski Event. Okay. And uh, the people watching was amazing from all over. All over the world. And the outfits. Oh
2: my God, it's exceptional. Yeah. It is exceptional. Mm -hmm. First of all, I have never seen more 80-year-old guys in full-on Lance Armstrong Tour de France bicycle gear. And it's a little revealing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the biz, they call them kits.
2: Oh, they're called kits. Okay, well, that makes sense because in Europe. Uniforms are called kits. And over here in the United States, we never call them that unless we're trying to get over on somebody that we are extremely cultured in whatever sport we're talking about, like soccer. Mm. It's a kit.
1: And it's on the pitch.
2: Yes, correct. Not the field. And it's not zero, it's nil. And players aren't
1: fast, they have pace. Oh. But
2: But I digress. You've never seen more... Eighty-five year old old Jewish dudes <laughs> in Lance Armstrong <laughs> to a gear. It is a little off-putting, let's say, especially when you're eating lunch. Oh yeah, it's just a little much. This segment brought to you by the Aspen
0: Chamber of Commerce.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fake tits. Uh-huh. I want to point that out. Now it's summertime out there, so there's a lot less clothing than there would be in the winter, and it's much easier to tell. A lot of fake tits. And mostly on women over the age of 65.
1: Yeah, they just get touch-ups. Is that the deal? They get bolt-ons. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) bolt-ons. Yeah. It's like a kit car. (laughs) 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 When your original chassis starts to fail, Uh, you just... (laughs) 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 You bolt them on. Fake tits.
2: Just, you know, to digress once more. Are we thumbs up, Bob? Thumbs down. No, thumbs down. Uh, Richie. Thumbs up. Yeah, I'm thumbs sideways sideways? Yeah. I mean, look, I haven't had probably as much experience as the two of you studs. Easy. They, they look they look good in clothes, but they're rarely as good looking naked, number one. They usually lose all sense of feeling, so they're not even really very fun to play with.
1: It's. I think it's just aesthetically pleasing for all parties involved, if that's what if, if, if that's I think difficult. I'm saying, but mostly only in clothes.
2: I mean, I don't know. A lot of times you get that shirt off and you're like, what the hell
0: water balloons are those? <laughs> Both <laughs> God doesn't make mistakes. So why enhance what God did? Well, here is here's
1: chicken or the egg. God made humans. God made plastic surgeons and plastic surgeons. You make, know, I'm on his side on make, that one, Bob. both on. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the argument. Yeah, just as long as I'll as, allow it. as no one's hurt in the whole process. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Sure. And I think they've figured out okay, these will give you cancer. Don't don't, don't get these or right. these. Yeah. Right. And actually
2: there's statistics that actually say that uh implants reduce the chances of breast cancer because it puts pressure outward pressure on the cells around it.
1: It sounds like you've been doing some study. No,
2: I just, you know, look. you're a studious guy. I get it. I, I was, I, I was in Aspen. Let's just say, I was reading the menu with no intention of ordering. Oh, okay? so I th- mean, I had- was with my wife and kids for one, and number two, it's just not something I'm into. But I had to, I had to bring that back to the show. I don't know what I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of, I'm kind of
1: a no. I'm kind of with Bob. Mm. On fakies. Well, everybody's entitled to an opinion. Okay, what's yours? I think if if, if it's it's something that that she wants to do for herself oh, for a
0: oh, for a confidence boost.
1: I did not have you on that side of the
0: ledger yeah. as a
2: okay. Yeah
0: all right. about women having agency and autonomy. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. her body, her choice, Jeff.
2: I'm so with you on Unless that. Unless you live in Texas. I'm so yeah. with you on that. Like I get that, you know, childbirth and child rearing and breastfeeding, et cetera, can certainly wear those suckers out and sometimes you need to re up. I get it. I'm not saying that we should outlaw it like Kansas and abortion, okay? <laughs> I'm just I'm just
1: asking for personal preference. Oh. Well, again, everybody's entitled to an opinion. Okay. We'll leave it at that.
2: (laughs) Do you have any opinion on
1: Jerry Jones
2: calling somebody a midget? Oh, Jara. And meaning it to be complimentary and then having to walk it back? You know...
1: I think that that Jerry should only be allowed to give about one press conference a month.
2: I mean seriously,
1: because he gets up there and he's same
2: thing for anybody over seventy. He gets, keep microphones out of the faces of people over seventy. Right, just stop.
1: Right, and 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 he's got enough horsepower to have a whole team of of folks saying, "Hey, Jerry, that's cool." <laughs> cut his mic. <laughs> cut, cut his mic. Well, we should outfit him with a shock collar. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. That might not be good for.
2: a pacemaker. I, I feel like you and I should be experts on this. Like uh, midget, is that is is that a bad word? Well, when you get called a midget, which I'm sure you do and I do all the time.
1: Well, first of all, I know the exact height that you have to be to be considered a dwarf. We don't. Say, oh, what is that? If you're under four eleven, you can be considered. A dwarf is that right?
0: A small person. Well, there there is a difference between a dwarf and a little person. Okay. The, the dwarf, the body proportions of a dwarf are not in proportion. They're not just a a six foot person reduced to a four foot eleven. They're not. The head is not in proportion to the body. Head's dwarf. Yes, I've gone down this rabbit
2: hole. Okay, you uh, have obviously. <laughs> what kind of porn are you watching? <laughs> oh
1: boy. <laughs> Oh boy, someone needs to get a hold of your phone (laughs) and put some restrictions on that. Um, But I
2: was watching this thing the other night, I think it was Bill Maher, and they were talking about, you know, because you aren't supposed to say midget anymore, I guess, we need to put a lot less time in life into what we call things and a lot more time into like doing things, changing things that actually make a difference instead of just verbiage that is it's it's exhausting
0: to me i had no idea you couldn't say midget anymore well i mean everything in context to just outlaw the use of the word midget i don't think that's good now now if i'm now if i'm going to talk at somebody and want to be derogatory and obscene to them and say you fucking midget yeah probably not that's kind of mean obviously but
2: i guess my point is wouldn't we be shouldn't somebody be putting their energy in the direction of, I don't know, putting stools next to every uh, hand-washing station in the airport instead of worrying about the semantics of it? If I were on the other side of this, I'd be like, forget it, call me whatever you want, but just help me so that I can wash my hands in an airport. Remember, I have two little kids that are six and four, and you know, not dissimilar in height from a little person, and I'm telling you, you go almost anywhere in America. There's no way for them to wash their hands unless you plop them up on the on the countertop, and then they have to reach over. It's it's hard as hell to do. You've had to do it. You're a parent, right? Like <laughs> I thought you're saying sucks. that
1: I've, I, there's some, <laughs> there's some restrooms in downtown San Antonio where I can't get all the way up. <laughs> Which I think is pretty rude because I'm a good inch and a half taller than you. I are. know, at least you can still beat me in basketball because that's I'm horrible at basketball. But um, speaking of this, by the way, last night stools. I'm going down a rabbit hole.
2: No, not stools, little people. Okay, I'm going down a rabbit hole uh, of of basketball. Was it on a the smaller
1: internet? rabbit hole? <laughs> so that it is more in line with. Your dimensions and your feelings. <laughs> so
2: I, I see something on um, on the internet that, that this basketball highlights of a kid named Darnell Rogers, and it says shortest player to ever have a Division One basketball scholarship question mark. And I watch his highlights, and I'm like, that kid is flippin' awesome. And then I started thinking, wait, his last name is Rogers. I went to school at George Washington with a 5 foot 4 point guard who was Atlantic Coast uh, Atlantic 10 player of the year at 5 foot 4 20 points 7 rebounds 6 assists like he was legit uh, he was an unstoppable collegiate player named Shante Rogers who I actually believe it or not I tutored him in calculus anyway we became friends this is Shante's. Son, okay. So a father-son combination, five foot four, five foot two, both played Division One college
1: basketball. So don't you think that Shante, being Shante, would have married like a six-foot-tall broad? I'm not sure that he didn't, and he still got five-two out of the equation.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember the gal that he was dating in college, and she was not super
1: short. Did Shante carry around a stool with him? <laughs> Whenever he went to public <laughs> restrooms, etc. No, but here's the thing: the last laugh goes to the little people because they can park wherever they want to.
2: Boy, that's a good call.
1: Yeah, it all comes around. It all it all evens out in the wash. So Rico was telling me he he's always watching TikToks and Instagrams or whatever. Yeah, on um, like sports guys. There's all these these sports leagues and and. He, he, he likes to know who the up-and-comer basketball players are. And he said they're these twins, last name Boozer. Oh, yeah. And I'm Carlos like,
2: Boozer's kids.
1: That's what I was... Uh, they uh, are.
2: They it. are Carlos Boozer's kids, and they are... Insane. Ridiculous. The 14-year-old is like
1: 6'10 oh, boy. already
2: and dribbles like a guard.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There is this whole generation of basketball player that's coming up, and Victor Wimbunana is is... Next, right?
1: That, that's who we're working on.
2: That's who the Spurs are definitely bucking for.
1: Well, so it's funny because I did some prep because we are a loosely sports-affiliated okay. pod. And, and you can't... I went and I typed in latest Spurs news and it took me to the soccer team. Oh, no! And Tottenham. This, this isn't even trying to bag on our team, but there's so little news right now about what's going on. That it went straight to to Tottenham.
2: Bro, don't expect that to change. It's going to be all quiet on the Western front for a long time. You know, until next draft. Right. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a season lost in time. You can watch Trey Jones and, you know, the rest of our young Spurs go lose, you know,
1: 60 games. It is so quiet that when I did get to Air Alamo, are you familiar with their work? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, the first story was Vernon Maxwell said that Greg Popovich hired a private investigator to watch him. <laughs> to keep him out of trouble. That was warranted, Mad Max. Yeah. Mad
2: Max was a mean cuss. He used to play basketball at the uh, at the Concord when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. His fingernails were always long and possibly sharpened. <laughs> and you'd drive past him and he would just claw you.
1: Well. Usually, I'd think with a guy like Mad Max, just his pinky fingernails would be longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was that kind of a, dude. Di- a, a, we call that a, a, distri- a facility for distribution.
0: How y'all feel out
1: there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when they make you move. Make
0: your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when they make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh.